Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday. And once again, I'm joined by my co-host Kevin. And we are back, baby, as me and Kevin spent um, a little too long discussing the pronunciation of baby as in B-A-B-Y versus B-B-Y. We are back. Yes, and as Nico and I discussed off the air, um, when I say baby, B-A-B-Y, I mean it almost strictly in like the Costanza sense. Um, you know, like that's showbiz, baby, that sort of thing. Uh, BB is like exclusively a joke. And then if you're actually referring to a woman, I, I baby is- probably, probably don't use either. That's tough. I use, <laughs> I use babe jokingly, especially if it's like just a female friend. That one's just fun, but- I mean, hey, you gotta just gotta do it, right? Gotta do it. You gotta do it. <laughs> I think I think I've only said that like once or twice, but it's fun to imagine having said it. There we go. So off to a great start. Great uh, start. This week we are covering my mistake off of Vampire Weekend's fourth album, Father of the Bride. Um, my mistake is a controversial song within the Vampire Weekend community. Not as controversial as Hudson, I would say. Although Hudson, everyone just hates. So I don't know if that's really controversial. But this one, um, people have mixed opinions on um, due to its free jazz, as you would say. <laughs> I'm not, I just immediately thought of that scene from SpongeBob where uh, Patrick says, now you must acquire a taste for freeform jazz. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it. It's free jazz. It's like... I don't want to hear Ezra talk about some dip move he made while some like lounge singers hang out in the background. Like, <laughs> I don't like this song. Like the you best don't? part of listening to this song is that a gold on the ceiling by uh, the black keys auto played after it. That was really good. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't like this song. Um, I think I like it a little bit more now that I looked into the lyrics and I think this would have been better if it was just kind of left as a poem. Um, huh. And maybe Honestly, it might read better if you read it as a poem with musical accompaniment instead of a song. Because you're right, as a song, you're right, it's free jazz. Um, and I'm not really much of a, I, I, I can entertain the idea of jazz. I actually went to a jazz club this past week, not to brag. Um, but like, this is just kind of, it's a little, it's a little too loose for me. It's a little too loose for me. Um, but yeah. They pay me to talk about this. Um, not actually, they don't pay me to talk about this. We're doing this for fun. Uh, but yeah, my mistake. So Nico, tell me why you like this song. Yeah, I don't know. It was actually initially, so I don't think it is anymore, but initially it was one of my favorites off of Flower of the Bride. Uh, after the first weekend of listening to the album nine times, um, which I actually did the first three days it was out. Um, but I, I really, really like the water like background noise at the beginning and it creates this like nice kind of drowning aesthetic <laughs> no it's it's, um, it's definitely interesting it's like a soundscape more so exactly. than it is a song exactly it's uh it's like uh that 2021 cover by exactly uh, yeah it's like the sam gendel yeah um, um yeah, the, the water thing was cool and then in the middle we had like the little bit of a the sax like lounge thing going on um, and then there were also like Super Mario noises going on in the background too. Like that was kind of funny. And then we had that like, what do you call that? Like a video recorder button go. 
and then the second half yeah. of the song starts. Mm-hmm. That was funky. It is funky. It is Little a funky Orthodox. song. I, I feel like it is a good bridge because it's in the middle of the album. And yes, so- and I, I wanted to talk to you about that um, because this is an interesting song to consider. I'm, I don't like it, but I think it's important to consider this in the context of the album because I think we've kind of gone back and forth on when we listen to this album front to back, where do we land emotionally? Because this song comes, where is this? It comes right after Mary to Gold Rush and right before Sympathy. And then we go Sympathy, Sunflower, Flower Moon. And I've always thought those three songs right there kind of stand apart as a specific like movement of the mm-hmm. album. I don't know. I think well, I may have well, mentioned this to you before. Steve Lacey. That? Those are the three songs Steve Lacey is on. So was he on Sympathy as well? That's him talking. At the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, I, I think there's a cohesiveness here and you're right. It's a great bridge to the album. And I know Ezra in the past talked about how this was kind of intended as a, as a cohesive album. And he specifically mentioned The River by Bruce Springsteen. And I always joke about this. Um, the River is a fantastic album, but it's, it's a deeply sad and despondent album that has a handful of like really happy, upbeat songs. And I guess I find myself thinking the same thing with Father of the Bride. Is this a sad album with a couple of happy songs? Are we confused? Are we pondering? Um, Like Stranger is straight up upbeat. This life, as we kind of talked about, is kind of this like agnostic, but wanting to learn more kind of song. So yeah, I guess it's when you look at this song in the context of the rest of the album, it kind of adds a little flavor to that. Where are we emotionally, you know? Yeah, definitely. I I think it's a bridge from like this optimistic rich man married in a gold rush type um, setting to um, yeah, the Steve Lacey movement kind of gets in the way, but um, to kind of the spring snows, the kind of up, less optimistic. So um, because even stuff that is happy per se like we belong together in stranger i don't know if i'd consider them optimistic in the sense of rich man and married in a gold rush it's more just we're here we're happy i'm gonna enjoy it while it's here until spring snow happens that's a good point yeah and I, um no no, no yeah, yeah go ahead i will say I, I think it's important to note immediately following this song is Steve Lacey saying, I think I take myself too seriously. It's not that serious. Oh! Because this is a very serious sounding song and the lyrics are pretty serious as well. Yeah, you, you, could, you could imagine some sort of like melancholic, you know. Yeah, I mean, the guys in the band probably went to school with a couple of guys who like, thought of themselves as really traumatic and they were like 19 years old and they're like oh but i'm reading jack kerouac so i feel really good about what i'm doing here i'm not i'm definitely not talking about anybody in particular um i kid i kid of course but i think we all know some people who at least at one point were kind of like this and maybe even to an extent i mean i felt like this at times but then like yeah you're right steve lacy says maybe it's not that serious yeah that's a really good point i feel like if 
this song would be very different if that didn't immediately follow it because I, I think it's intentionally over dramatic. I, I feel like that's part of the point here. Okay, that's a, that's an interesting point. Okay. So I, I don't even know if it's like, it's jokingly serious at this point. You think so? I mean, there's truth in it and there's an actual thing that's occurring, but I think it's brought to the absolute extreme of severity. Okay. Um, yeah, this one song was written by, partially written by Ludwig Gorenson, famous for um, producing a lot of uh, Childish Gambino stuff. So, Interesting. And, and he uh, composed the Mandalorian uh, soundtrack. Okay, which has a great soundtrack. Yeah. Big fan of that. That's yeah. interesting. Um, you said he wrote some of it or he helped produce it? I believe wrote. I don't think. Yeah, he wow. didn't produce it. Okay, because I was going to say, I mean, it's it's not unlike some of the stuff we heard on Redbone from Gambino, a la kind of like soundscapey. So that's interesting. But if he didn't produce it, then that, I guess, is kind of a moot point. True. Um. But yeah, diving into the actual story of it all, it I feel like it can be read kind of straightforward as this nostalgic pen piece of, oh, before I made this mistake, it was all good. The summer breeze, the summer break, skin under sun. Oh, I was young then. How I yearn for those times again. Um, with the chorus being a different story that contrasted of someone crossing the border. Um, it could be him also, I, I, I'm a little torn on this part, but there's also some deeper meanings that I want to dive into at some point, but what did you think of the story of the song? Yeah, it, 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 my initial thought was, I think it's, it's, you immediately read this as some sort of relationship and someone made a mistake, um, but in this second, verse i guess you could say uh we have the narrator saying you were cruel you were fake so i guess my thought is what is the narrator's mistake in that case if it is the other party here who seems to have wronged the narrator you know what i mean is mm -hmm. is there a mistake having stayed is there a mistake having trusted this person because it really seems almost like not quite self-loathing but kind of like a like i should have been better you know what I mean? I was foolish and lame. Hoping for kindness was my greatest mistake. Yeah. Yes. Definitely self-loathing. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, I guess so. That's a, that's a, that's a good catch. But oh yeah, overall in the story, um, that's kind of where I got a little bit caught up. Um, and then yeah, you have this 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 imagery that's like, I guess kind of classic for what we're trying to do here quick in the night as the storm took its shape caught at the border again we have this reference to like a border like a border line we talked about this before but it's it's i don't know what's if anything specifically is being referenced here but it's like specifically trying to point out this like transitional period in somebody's life i think it's interesting yeah i read it more as that uh there is a woke vampire weekday interpretation saying it's about the border crisis and the u.s mexico border i think it's a little too I, much to I, go there i yeah. think it is a lot um especially considering 
the other border reference um and was it stranger where it border doesn't ref obviously doesn't reference a state border but instead um like the border well line. didn't we talk about did we talk or about flower it, moon. it was flower, flower moon. moon that's right that's right yes. yeah borderline yep and that yeah. was just i don't think we really got anywhere on that yeah i i, I think it's more of a, an emotional border yes i would agree um but the deeper interpretation that I stuck out to me on first read in verse one, it seems to indicate the story. I, I think the story is someone making a mistake and yearning for that past, but it does mirror the story of Genesis. That's, that's the potentially really cool read of this. And I mean, immediately when I saw unaware of the fall, I immediately thought of the fall of man. Right. Yes. And I think that's somebody else said that a genius and, you know, whatever, whatever I'm doing these, I have a thought and then I see somebody else on the internet corroborated it. I just, that makes me feel really good about myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm glad you saw this too. What do you think about it? I, I, I think there's definitely a allusion to uh, the story of Genesis unaware of the fall. So the fall of man, um, when Adam ate the apple, um, took it from Satan as a snake. Um, Satan tempted Eve and Eve uh, convinced Adam to eat the apple. Unaware of my fate, which definitely fate has a very big biblical meaning within it. Um, additionally, the fact that um, was it, there's a question of was it Adam's fate? Was it Adam and Eve's fate to bring sin into humanity? Um, or was that a choice? And so that's actually a theological question that people kind of ask back and forth. Um, You're saying like if it had to happen. Yes, exactly. Constitutively, yeah. That's yeah. A question. And then the, the thing that confirms it for me was there's peace in the valley. Yes. The, the valley is a very kind of Garden of Eden-esque term. Um, the valley was like the, the description of that perfect Eden. Um, there, so, someone in Genius wanted to say it was LA. In the more modern story that this is telling, yes, it could be LA. And I, I think it probably is. But there's a reason he said in the valley and not in the city, because the valley has this kind of broad biblical connotation within it. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think there's definitely something there. Of course, there was the classic song, Peace in the Valley, um, which is, I mean, it was written in the 30s. Um, I, I'm just kind of looking this up now because I knew it was a song um, most well known from Elvis's last appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show in 1957. And it's, it's, this, it's this gospel song. The lyrics mm -hmm. talk about how I'm, I'm tired and weary, but I must go on to the Lord comes and calls, calls me away. Talking about how like, things are tough, but someday there'll be peace in the valley. And I have to think that's part of the illusion here. Uh, I mean, obviously a direct reference, peace in the valley, you're talking about this, this classic gospel song. And we've talked about how this, this album in general tried to draw more on the, the great American songbook. Um, I think you put that all together. And I definitely think at least in this first part of the song, there's a lot of strong connections here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, 
And then the chorus kind of collaborates onto this with, uh, it was cold, it was dark, you were cruel, you were fake. Hoping for kindness was my greatest mistake. And so I think definitely throughout Vampire Weekend's discography, um, but also a, a pretty common take on the Old Testament uh, God is kind of this cruel and um, vengeful God. And so I, I read it as Adam viewing God as this cruel figure um, after his mistake. And I don't, it, it seems like the person in the story is trying to find an out on his mistake. And so it, if you look at the five stages of grief, what is it like denial? Denial is the first one. Yeah. Denial. And then uh, when's anger come along? Cause this seems to be in five stages of grief. What do we got here? Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Yeah, so, I mean, I definitely could read this song through that lens. Because the uh, acceptance comes last, obviously. We have yeah. that there. Denial um, is when he's nostalgic looking back, skin under sun, summer breeze, summer break. He's in denial that he's been kicked out of the garden, right? And then, yeah, and then you're right, anger. the anger, like potentially blaming somebody else, in this case, God, that like, how could you do this to me? Mm-hmm. And then bargaining, I was young then, hadn't made my mistake. There was a choice to get out or remain in the sake. Okay, so bargaining might be not too much there. Oh, I was foolish and lame. I feel like you could you could call that bargaining. Self-loathing. Yeah, and then depression, just kind of, it ends on it. <laughs> this is a fun read of this song. I mean, maybe not fun. But <laughs> I don't know if fun is the... The, the fall of man. The fall of man, fun. Yeah, fun. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Story of that's, I mean, that's interesting, yeah. though. You know, you know, we talk about this band who, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know the face of most of these guys. We've talked about how Ezra's kind of been agnostic. The other guys are not really sure, but it's like you're leaning on so much, potentially, that is, leaning on so much of this christian christian jewish references really um for a lot of this and it works you know at least when people like us want to go super in depth in these songs yeah it is definitely interesting how the judeo-christian references starts in second album more so the third but over the course of the albums, it slants from heavily Judeo to heavily Christian. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's more just Ezra learning how to write in a Christian lens um, as he aged. Because as a songwriter, being able to create those allusions to something that has a more encompassing um, hand on culture. Because... <laughs> uh, because there's more pop culture, maybe not pop culture, but like literature allusions and such to Christianity than there is to Judaism, even though they're so intertwined that it's it's really the both. And I actually, I, I, I kind of think of it in this way that, you know, you and I, born and raised as Catholics, right? We, 
I've always viewed Judaism as this cultural lens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's really my familiarity with the Jewish people is, is, is from a cultural standpoint. And that's a lot of what we've gotten in Vampire Weekend's discography. But then as we kind of get into this kind of more Christian takes, it's, it's more like Christian tradition and then theology. You know what I mean? It's more, I don't want to say hardline stuff, but it's kind of more the like steak and potatoes of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the, the story of the fall of man with Adam and Eve is very pervasive within culture. I, I don't think that's too controversial to say. And I would, you, have, you know, you, you, have Par- you have Paradise Lost, which uh, is about that, um, just a book of fiction written about the fall of man. Um, and that's heavily, heavily read within college classes and even high school. So it, it definitely, he's speaking on something that is pervasive within modern culture um, and being able to communicate it through a lens of a modern story tied to it of just a man who made a mistake with a girl and is nostalgic for the past. Both can be true, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, it's like all the other Vampire Weekend songs we've covered. There's primary meanings, there's secondary meanings, sometimes there's tertiary meanings, and all of them can be true at the same time. Nico, you made me like this song. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) The goal. That's the goal. Wow. You like jazz? Yeah, you like jazz. Um, Yeah, this is a good, this is. I guess this is a good song. This is this is kind of a fun little thing. Maybe I mean, maybe I won't call it a song. Maybe I should just call it a poem. But whatever it is, I I, I like it more than I did twenty minutes ago. You're you're still um, you're still on Lord Ulan's daughter. This is this is the this is the worst track on the album. I think. I don't yeah. I don't I don't know if that's that hot of a take. I feel like most people agree with you there. Yeah. I I. Usually 2021 is my least favorite of the album. Okay. But I do I do like that song also. So mm-hmm. it's almost like we picked a band that we like to do this on. It's almost really re- almost. really fascinating. Almost like that. The other thing that's crazy to me, it's like I we're so in depth on this band that I don't really have a sense for what the deep tracks are versus like the hits you know what i mean because also like fm radio is not really a thing for the most part for people our age so we don't really know what's getting like radio play and i feel like especially with doing this podcast we're listening to all these songs at once so i don't know if you feel the same way but it's like i didn't start listening to the hits because it kind of all came at once you know the only reason i know what the hits are for father of the bride is because um at the time it came out i was working at a company where the guy next to me would always play this like generic rock station all day on speakers. And this life was played probably four times a day. And so actually this life up until recently was my least favorite off the album because I was forced to listen to it. You just got it. So much. You don't like the dad rock? (laughs) I I mean, I'm fine with it, but (laughs) if you play it, for me four times a day come it's a lot over six months fair fair uh so favorite lyric 
Summer breeze, summer break. Oh, I was young then. Hadn't made my mistake. It's a long lyric, but okay. That's a lot, but yeah. I'll allow it because mine immediately follows it. Unaware of the fall, unaware of my fate. And because you chose three, I'm going to... You're going to keep going. Yeah, there was peace in the valley until I made my mistake. Okay, that's maybe that's lines, too long. But I mean... Yeah. I'll just go with unaware of the I'm not, fall. I'm not going to... Yeah, I don't, hopefully, the, hopefully the fans don't fact check us too much on that one. <laughs> It's gonna be some listener who stops listening because of that. <laughs> Just unconscionable. I was. I also did want to say this. Um, if anyone's still listening right now, it probably means that you actually enjoy listening to us. And I know we had a, a week off. Um, if you are like depending on us, please talk to me because we need to find something else for you to like actually care about. <laughs> like we love what we're doing and we're happy you guys are listening, but there's got to be a better place for this. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is that mean i didn't mean to, i didn't mean for it to be mean it's just like it's not like we're like breaking news here i mean I don't Nico, know. i'm sorry did that did that hurt your feelings <laughs> no okay good <laughs> i agree <laughs> there's there's one time a friend said uh like you, you seem like you're thriving you you have a podcast and that was like all they listed i was like if that's all i have <laughs> i'm not thriving <laughs> who's gonna say that's the opposite of thriving if that's all I have in my life. We, we've talked about this off the air, but if you have a podcast, you have to be able to make fun of yourself. <laughs> like, and it's it's just a part true. of it. Very true. Top five. This Life, Stranger, Unbelievers, Harmony Hall, and because it's summer and we're feeling good, Ladies of Cambridge. Back. <laughs> Very nice. Um, you know, I was listening on Shuffle today and a punk came on and i was like man this would be a song for us to cover and then i remembered <laughs> we have covered that song <laughs> that was a fun conversation the whole bob dylan thing yeah so it's it's uh we're getting late in the game i i'm forgetting about songs we covered um, we probably what do we have 20 episodes left maybe something like that but hey so, we have we have a few surprises up our sleeves still maybe so I'm not aware of any surprises. So Nico's gonna get me. It sounds there's, like. Well, I mean, there's a live show coming up here soon. So. Oh. So we're, we're, that's true. We'll have some fun there. Um, so top five. Um, spring snow, flower moon, unbearably white. Um, unbelievers, and let's go first album. Let's go campus. Nice. I was. Yeah, campus is pretty nice right now, so we'll go campus. Mm-hmm. Okay, and our hat for the week, I think we've done this hat before, but a Notre Dame green hat because Notre Dame baseball is currently thriving. We just won the regional. Um, oh, they won today? We yeah. just, well, yeah, kicked the crap out of Central Michigan. They um, kicked the crap out of everyone. They I know. Won, they won 11 to nothing the first game, 24 to 3 the second game. I think it was then, 14 to 2 today. Yeah. They're, they're playing really well, which ton of offense did when we were there. <laughs> no, ton of offense, sharp defense, and sounds like – I think we're going to – whoever whoever wins uh, in Starkville. So, going out of Mississippi. Huh. We're a baseball school now. I, we're in every sports school. It's actually kind of ridiculous. That's a thing people hate about Notre Dame. I, <laughs> when, when you say that. <laughs> but I, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Spot the lie. Okay. Um, so the song for next week will be 
Cousins. Oh, great. Fun. So we got another uh, stop motion esque music video coming up. What was the other one we just did recently? Um, A-Punk. A-Punk. Yeah. yeah. So tune in next week to hear us talk about some cousins. Take it easy, folks. Thank you.